Welcome to the podcast for Resurrection Lutheran Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm Pastor Garrett Buvinghausen. Today is Monday, April 13th, 2020. I pray that you've had a blessed Easter celebration yesterday, a blessed Holy Week that's gone by. This time of the COVID-19 coronavirus issues is certainly strange, but we're doing our best here at Resurrection to at least keep some things normal and continue on with these Congregation at Prayer uh, podcast episodes. And you can find a copy of this week's Congregation at Prayer in the description below. Just print out the PDF or just view the PDF online and follow along. And now we continue with our Congregation at Prayer for today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us confess our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The psalm for this week is Psalm 118, verses 15 through 29. The antiphon is verse 1. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live, and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them, and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The memory work for this week can be found on the back of the Congregation at Prayer handout. For this week, from the Catechism, Confession, how Christians should be taught to confess. What is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. The hymn of the week is Christ Jesus Lay in Death Strong Bands, hymn number 458, stanza 1. Christ Jesus lay in death strong bands for our offenses given. But now at God's right hand he stands and brings us life from heaven. Therefore let us joyful be and sing to God right thankfully loud songs of Alleluia. Alleluia. Memory verses for the week. Let's say them all together. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Psalm 51, verses 1 through 2. The scripture reading for today is from Hebrews chapter 9. Now even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section, in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place, having the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded and the tablets of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section, performing their ritual duties. But into the second only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of Reformation. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, 
He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the the living God? Therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that, that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thus, it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. And now, a reading from Origen. We have yet to mention that the various titles for Jesus express how he represents us to the Father. They describe the ways he pleads on behalf of human nature and makes atonement for it. These titles are the Paraclete, the Propitiation, and the Atonement. He has the name of Paraclete in the Epistle of John. If any man sin, he have a paraclete with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is said in the same epistle to be the atonement for our sins. In like fashion, in the epistle to the Romans, he is called a propitiation. 
whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith. Of this propitiation there was a type in the inmost part of the temple, the Holy of Holies, namely the golden mercy seat placed upon the two cherubim. But how could he ever be the paraclete, the atonement, and the propitiation without the power of God? The power of God makes an end to our weakness, flows over the souls of believers, and is administered by Jesus, who indeed is prior to it and is himself the power of God, who enables a man to say, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. From this we know that Simon Magus, who gave himself the title of the power of God, which is called great, was consigned to perdition and destruction, he and his money with him. We, on the other hand, who confess Christ as the true power of God, believe that we share with him inasmuch as he is that power, all things in which any energy resides. So for our text. We now turn to the prayers on the inside of the congregation at prayer handout. Let us pray. O God, for our redemption, you gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of the enemy. Grant that all our sin may be drowned through daily repentance, and that day by day we may arise to live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In our prayers, we especially remember the Hyman family who are mourning the death of Rosalie this past Thursday. O Lord, look down from heaven, behold, visit, and relieve your servants who stand in need of our prayers. Resurrection Lutheran Church, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, the Reverend President Matthew Harrison, the Reverend President Michael Newman, our Concordia seminaries, colleges, and schools, our sister churches, the United States of America, President Donald Trump, Governor Greg Abbott, Seth, Candace, Samantha, Darcy, Kay, Loretta, Wayne, Adosha, Evelyn, Sharon, Laura Lee, John, Linda, Orman, Noreen, and the Hymans and all who are suffering from the novel coronavirus. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Grant them comfort and sure confidence in you. Defend them from all danger. Keep them in perpetual peace and safety. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. 
Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.